Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Alita Battle Angel in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. I was tempted to do a statistics episode uh, for Alita, but I really want to talk about the film itself a lot, and um, especially in, in a very specific and spoiler-centric uh, uh, manner. So before before we get into the spoilers, if you haven't seen it, I will just say, I think the movie is uh, fine, ultimately. It is incredibly... Visual, it has incredible visual effects. Uh, it, it, I love Rosa Salazar. I think she does a great, great, great job um, in 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 the role of Alita, and uh, that's. I mean, that's that's the biggest part of the movie. A lot of the other stuff doesn't work as well, and and most of it's from a story standpoint and a character standpoint, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Once we get into spoilers, I. I guess I'll say I think there are too many characters. I think they are not given the right things to do. And I think that the narrative arc of this film, given that there's the potential for sequels, is is not at all um, satisfactory. And I think there are ways to improve it. So I ended up giving the film a 48. I do think it's similar to Ready Player One. I do think Ready Player One was more cohesive than Alita, uh, which is why Ready Player One is a little higher rated. It's I think it's in the mid-50s. But it's not a bad time. It's a perfectly acceptable time. And visually, it is absolutely incredible. It's in- incredible visually. Um, so... That's kind of my my initial thoughts and my overview of of what I thought on Alita. And yeah, we're going to do some spoilers and and really dive into this thing. Uh, So let's do that. Don't ask too many questions you don't want answers to. You don't like my direction. Let's just kind of break this down. The general story of Alita Battle Angel. Christoph Waltz finds Rosa Salazar's body. Um, Let's try to use character names. Try to. Uh, I'm not great with it. Um, We will use IMDb to help. Okay. Christoph Waltz plays Dr. Ito. He, at the very first scene of the movie, discovers uh, Alita's head and um, life necessary organs uh, abandoned in the tra- in a trash heap. Uh, he takes her home. He, he out he, he finds you know she's still alive so he outfits her with a body which we later learn was the body for was going to be the body for his daughter who died. She was in a wheelchair. And uh, Lita wakes up and doesn't have any recollection of, of her life or what happened. She is a cyborg. She is a living organism and half flesh, half robot. And she has to try to 
her her purpose, her goal is to figure out who she is. All right, that is that is the thrust of this movie, and it's a good one. I, I think it's a, a meaningful story to tell. Along the way, she has to understand um, what she is as well. Uh, feeling, you know, when when things happen, she she is very inquisitive. She's very curious. She's following Christoph Waltz around at night when he sneaks out. She is watching him through cracks in her bedroom door to see, you know, she sees blood on his arm and she's, you know, she's trying to make sense of what's happening. She meets Hugo, played by Kian Johnson, uh, who does work for Dr. Ito and is roughly Alita's age visually and he kind of develops a bond with her and they sort sort of start to he introduces her to motorball which is uh, tough to explain because i don't think it's well explained in the movie but suffice to say it is like roller derby um but with cyborgs only question mark and uh, they are free to kill each other, question mark. Uh, so that's its own thing. Uh, we discover that Christoph Waltz's uh, ex-wife, Chirin, played by Jennifer Connelly, is working with a man named Vector, Mahershala Ali, and they run uh, motorball players. They create them, they build them, they disassemble opposing ones and, and gain better parts and things like that and they work for someone higher up than they are who does make a brief 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 appearance in the film but is, is mostly un, unknown um vis, visually uh from from a talking standpoint this higher up guy embodies mahershala ali a couple of times and so on so in alita's quest to figure out who she is, she discovers that Dr. Ito is a hunter assassin who is basically the closest thing that there's the city has to police, and it's very dangerous, and he's one of the very few people who is all flesh, all human, uh, to be doing this profession. He's also relatively old, and... She initially suspects him as being this this murderer that's going around, but discovers that he's not. And in the ensuing fight, she taps into this desire, this this ability to kill, really. Uh, there are three people that kind of corner them in a back alley. And Alita makes short work of two, killing them pretty easily. And uh, severely damaging the third. She is tiny, lithe, and just just a total badass. You know, really great. And during that process, she has a flashback uh, to her supposed previous life. It was on. It's on the moon, <laughs> and she is a real warrior. She is. You know, they, they, they don't know much more detail than that. Well, Alita doesn't. But she is a warrior. She has come here from somewhere else 
We're not sure how she ended up where she did, but fighting is definitely in her blood. So what we what we don't know as the audience, but what Dr. Ito does know at this point is that she comes from Erm, which is uh, a Mars technology. She is she is Mars technology. She is from Martian something or other. And that isn't in and of itself is not quite explained very well. Uh, I mean, I don't have any problem accepting that there are people on Mars, given the world that we're op- uh, uh, operating in with this movie. But there's no, this is how we met the people from Mars. This is why we're fighting the people from Mars. Yada, yada, Just that the Mars Martians attacked years ago and wiped out all the cities all the aerial cities in the in the world except for one um which is the one in the in the city that they're in above the city that they're in again we have no reasoning for why this one is the one that survived why they attacked etc etc how like they came to be discovered and so on and so on a lot of question marks that this movie does not answer and I wish it would. Like, I wish that was more the focus, because if, if the movie is about who she is, what ends up happening is the movie is far less concerned with who she is. We get that moment when we get a moment when Dr. Ito explains, like, yes, I could tell that you were a this thing, and um, you have like really strong fighting ability. You this is uh, you you have all the things that like you have a technology that like we never seen on Earth, and like so on and so forth. But the movie ends up being far more concerned with what, with, um, with a different aspect of who she is. And that sense being, uh, there's a scene towards the end between her and Hugo where she has fallen in love with Hugo. Hugo loves her. Where she opens her chest and, like, literally pulls out her heart and says, you know, I would give this to you, like, you are, you know, I am all in, all or nothing kind of person, and and that is me. And I think the movie takes too much of, is so much, too too focused on this aspect of the character. And and the problem, the reason that's a problem is because Hugo, played by Kean Johnson, is fucking awful. Not just as a character, but also as an actor. He is absolutely shit. He, he is he is so bad. He he really is the worst part of this movie for me. And I'll, I'll go into why. Hugo is not a not really a fan of cyborgs, supposedly, but maybe is. When we first meet him, he seems absolutely fine relative to Alita. He does not seem to be troubled by her at all. He totally goes what takes to her. You can tell that there's like some sort of connection from the very beginning. We later find out that he and his buddies uh, run a, are a crew that um, jacks parts from cyborgs. They do it for Mahershala Ali's vector. And even, even at this level, there's an interesting dynamic to discover of 
you know, he's doing this to earn enough money so that he can buy a trip up to the Sky City through Vector. Like, I, I get that. That's a motivation. But, like so, 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 so many movies, when you have a conflict like this from a character and from between, like, a supporting character and our main character, it ultimately boils down to a, a third party revealing this information, or if not revealing it, forcing it to be revealed, causing the main character to have to be like, oh, how dare you lie to me, yada, yada, yada. We get that scene like I've seen so many times before. And ultimately, you know, either, depending on when this scene happens, either taking the entire movie to reckon with it, or immediately being like, well, we can move past this. Alita opts for the latter of those two options. Before that reveal happens, Hugo tells his crew, I'm out. I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. You know, presumably because he, he cares about Alita. But just like the, the shift from in this character from one point to the next comes mostly just at the plot's discretion. It doesn't seem like he's actually changing. His facial expression never changes. He looks the same every <laughs> stupid time we see him. His relationship with Vector is... Like, even, like, ten minutes before he decides he's quitting, he's telling Vector, yeah, I can get you, Alita, basically. I'll tell you where she'll be. Yada, yada, yada. She's do da 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 like, like, he's such a jerk. And... That is the part that I think is is more interesting. It's not that he's dissembling cyborgs, like, whatever. I think it's more important that he's able to give up Alita. He's able to sit there with a straight face and be like, yeah, my friend slash girlfriend slash, you know, whoever, I can give you her so on and so forth and it just and the movie just completely glosses over that it doesn't take a time to look at it it never comes up later on it's it's just insanely frustrating insanely frustrating there's also an incredibly incredibly crappy romantic scene between Alita and Hugo where she has just assembled, uh, been attached to her newer body which is a Martian Erm body so it's absolutely what she's supposed to be what, what her body's supposed to be you know it's it was literally made for her and she's like talking to him he's like yeah I've got like so much better sense sensory receptors now like I can I can feel things better and man like just touch me and like I'll, I'll tell you how, how, how much I feel it and and then, like, he, like, grabs her hands, like, you feel this? And he's, like, close your eyes. And he, like, runs his hand up her arm. Like, come on, man. This is so poorly written. I think that... And here's the thing. Here, here's, here's, my, here's my thing. Alita wakes up. She has no memories. She's introduced to all these characters. Dr. Ito, 
Chirin, Vector, um, Hugo, as well as other hunter assassin, hunter killer people. Uh, Ed Screen as Zepan, Jackie Earl Haley playing Gruishka, um, Jeff Fahey as McTeague, Isaac Gonzalez as Nisiana, so on and so forth. A lot of these guys. But everyone that's close to her. So Ido and, um, and, and Hugo and Vector... All these people that she's first introduced to deceive her or lie to her or 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 judge her from the jump. Ido does not tell her about his, about what he is, about him being a uh, hunter assassin, does not share with her that the body that he gives her until later on the movie, that the body is was her his daughter's. Uh, you know, he, he hides so many details that he later gives an exposition. Doesn't tell her who she is, doesn't tell her what he knows about her, etc., etc. Hugo doesn't tell her that he, he mines uh, cyborgs for parts. Doesn't tell her that he's in league with Vector. Doesn't tell her that he helps Vector f- get to her, and so on and so forth. Um, it, it just... And, and those are the principal characters that she confides in, cares about. Uh, they're also human. They're both human. Uh, the other humans that we meet, Vector and Chirin, she doesn't have too much of interaction with them. And when she finally does, it's towards the end of the movie. Uh, Vector, who she ends up killing, and Chirin, who ends up helping her. Some, somewhat. And I think that there is such a great thread in in these relationships where they could have and i don't know maybe maybe this does happen in the source material maybe this does happen in future installments i don't know but it felt like the end of this movie should have been alita completely reacting to these betrayals and I, i think there would have been an absolute, uh, far more fascinating story if her response had been, oh, I'm done with this. I, I'm out. I am out of this completely. Fuck humans. You know, they, they have done nothing but lie to me and betray me, etc., etc., etc. Whereas, you look at her interactions with Zaypan. Granted, Zaypan tries to kill her on multiple occasions, but he has never, you know, deceived her. He had never lied to her. He never betrayed her. True. Uh, the same is true with all the other cyborgs, honestly. Um, from Nisiana to McTeague to, to Gruishka, many of them try to kill her, some don't, some try to help her, but they, they are far more uh, straightforward and, and upfront with her. And I think there's an interesting line to draw in her story where you could say, oh, wait, I... I feel much more connected to these people i trust them more whether or not they are good or bad people they are honest and straightforward in in their desires whereas all these humans are just like oh i'm just gonna use you for my advantage i'm just gonna hide my truth from you i'm just gonna 
lie to you and deceive you and you know, even after you fall in love with me and I fall in love with you, I'm still going to be keeping things from you, yada, yada, yada. And, and just a shame. I, I think there's a really interesting story to be had in this, and uh, the film just doesn't seem interested in it. Um, another thing is Idara Victor. She plays Nurse Gerhard, who works with Dr. Ito. We see her in a lot of scenes in this movie. She is very helpful. She is on hand. She does a lot of his work with him. She helps assemble uh, Alita's body. Uh, maybe twice. I'm not sure about the second time. I know she's there the first time. She's very... just a nice person. Uh, has two lines in the movie. Maybe three. And... Uh, is completely wasted uh, as a character. And my suggestion would have been don't even... Uh, I mean, again, obviously there's precedence for all the characters in this um, movie, I'm assuming. Just remove Hugo. We don't need Hugo in this movie. And give his character beats to the nurse. And, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, make the nurse younger so that she can connect more with Alita. Make them good friends. You know, she, she, Alita, obviously, immediately, we get, you know, the father-daughter relationship between Alita and Nito. And, like, that's fine. Keep that. And in that sort of, you know, she develops a rebellion against Ito, kind of naturally. Give the nurse character, oh, you know, this is somebody my age. This is somebody I can connect with. This is somebody I can join with and and understand. And so she becomes attached to the, the nurse character. They be, can become friends. The nurse character can show her around the city. The nurse character can be like, oh, these are all my friends, yada, yada, yada. The nurse character also doesn't have to be part of the crew that does the, the cyborg um, abductions and whatnot. But she could know about it, perhaps. Uh, no romantic element. We don't need that. I think it only detracts from the story and push makes it longer when it doesn't need to be. Uh, removing that also gives us more in, more time to really care about who Alita is and help her figure out who she is in the film. Um, then... That changes the second half of the movie a little more substantially. Because what ends up happening... Alita wants to go up, up to the Sky City. Wants to. And... There's really... They, everybody keeps telling her... There's only, the only way to do this is to become the champion... In, in this motorball... League thing. And... He and and so you know in the movie Hugo is telling telling her this you know oh you have to do this 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 um, Hugo thinks he can buy his way up there through Vector this is not true and I think that there's a path where you could show like if if this is the only way to do it 
then then maybe focus on this route. We get super hung up with Hugo and like we're in the middle of the motorball scene and Alita just like leaves the track to go save Hugo. None of that. We don't need that. Instead, the nurse character that they should have used could be there watching. Right? And then there's no need for her to leave. She can actually contend. She can actually participate. And uh, the first scene, the, the main roller motorball scene is literally every other person on the track trying to kill Alita. That's all they're there for. And it's like no one cares that that's what's happening. And we don't get enough of a backstory about Motorball to really know that that's okay or not. I wish we had some instance of that. Also, the sound mixing in that scene is not very good because you can barely hear the announcer. And I think the announcer could have been used a lot better. You know, maybe even like, oh my goodness, it's like they're not even playing. Or, you know, this is a little... But but you could use his dialogue and his announcing to sort of indicate maybe uh, maybe the reason it's only it's cyborgs only is because when they die it doesn't matter. Maybe all the humans uh, uh, you know humans are kind of like running this shit, and cyborgs are not as high class. The movie doesn't ever say anything like that, but. That's an interesting wrinkle. That's something that could have been added into this film, and I think the announcer would have been a great place to do that during this first real motorball thing. Because you do get a little animosity between, you know, like flesh bags um, or meat bags, I think they say. The cyborgs call the humans, and and uh, I forget, uh, I think like hard body is what they call the cyborgs. Like, there's definitely, like... This this class disparity, this this class separation between the two, and it, it doesn't go anywhere. And I think this is another place where you could really kind of amp that up a little. Uh, but then you kind of just follow through that. So she wins this qualifier round after just completely destroying everyone else. And then put her in, and then she makes it into the championship league, or whatever league she would make it into. And you you get this sense, like this, there's, a, there's an actual finite goal, and that's to win the championship league. And we can still end with the scene at the very end of the film, which shows Alita entering Motorball's stadium. With the sword she steals from Zipan. Not steals, but wins, I guess, from Zipan. Uh, she enters it. The crowd loves her. She's amazing. She's in the championship league. She's trying to win to go up to up, up above. And you can still have that. You, you know, once she beats all the guys that Vector sends after her, you can still have the confrontation with Vector after that. Um... You know, her reaction to, you guys tried to kill me. She can go to that place where the hunter assassins meet and like she can kill all those robots and then have her confrontation with Vector. It all can still happen. <laughs> I just, the way it's presented in the movie, it feels bad. That said, that said, one of the things outside the action, which I, I really enjoyed the action of this movie, the fights with Gruishka were great. Um, even the motorball stuff, I really enjoyed. 
the bar fight I loved, especially um, Alita against Zepan. But when she kills Vector, who is being... Um, so Nova, played by Edward Norton, who we see for like two seconds, um, is embodying Vector and talking and having a conversation with Alita. She stabs him. And this is maybe one of the best death scenes I've ever seen because Mahershala Ali, is his body is dying, bleeding out. He collapses against a, a desk and then falls to the floor. However, his voice, which is still being transmitted by Nova, does not act like it's dying. And so, like, the first reaction, he, like, looks down at his stomach where he was stabbed, and he's like, that looks fatal. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really clever and really fun. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. So, you know, at the end of this movie, Vector dies, Marshall Ali. Chirin is mostly dead, uh, her, harvested for parts, Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Hugo dies, Kean Johnson. Um... Zepan dies, who played by Ed Screen. Gruishka dies, played by Jackie Earl Haley. So the only people still alive are Alita and Dr. Ito, and the nurse, I guess, and Nova. We, we killed a ton of these characters in this movie. And it takes a while to realize, you know, so many people die in this thing. Even, even Hugo's friend Tanji, played by uh, Jorge Lindenberg Jr., he's dead. Japan kills him. So many people in this thing die. Um, which is kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> I didn't realize like the overwhelming amount of death in this movie. But it is a lot. And that on the on, for one for instance, I actually like that. You know, we're boiled it down to the main characters, Alita and Ito, uh, with Nova lurking in the background. But just um I don't know. I just uh I feel like there's a lot of potential here and it's kind of lost. Just kind of all lost on uh in the story. Huh. So, uh, Alita Battle Angel. Rosa Salazar's eyes, the, the, uh, Alita's eyes never bothered me. Um, nope. But, again, the movie kind of just, it raises a lot of questions, it answers the wrong ones, and uh, it just feels really unfocused. And that's that's the problem, I guess. But I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. I got excited. I loved any time Alita got to do something awesome. It was great. But even seeing her, you know, vulnerable and make mistakes and, and trust the wrong people... That's part of it. 
And at the end of this movie, so like I said at the top, the point of this movie, the thrust, the driving force is to find out who she is. And at the end of this movie, I still don't fully understand who she is. I don't know her motivations. I don't know why she ended up there. All we know is she came from Mars, made by Martian technology, ERM technology. Uh, she is the mo- she's a berserker. She's like an incredibly strong fighter, granted. And um, she just wants to go up to the sky place. So... I guess, yeah, I don't know, like, that doesn't seem like a, who a person is to me, but I guess they're hoping for a sequel, and we'll see if that happens. The movie is out now. If you're going to see it, I, I don't think the 3D is worth it. The 3D is good, I, I don't think it's quite worth it, though, but definitely, if you have the option to see it IMAX, I would recommend that, because it does look great. And, um, that's it. Delita Battle Angel. I don't know. I'm sure there was more. I, I, I've d- actually put fairly extensive uh, letterboxed reviews and, and Twitter reactions for this movie. If you want to check those out, I might have hit on a note or two that I didn't touch on in this. Uh, other other than that, I will say I, wa- I rewatched Avatar last night, thinking about James Cameron and, and special effects and. Uh, news came out about the sequel yesterday, and I, I don't know, I got the need to watch it, and ended up live tweeting it. I did not intend to do this. Uh, I watched the extended version, so it was three full hours long. Uh, but that's on my Twitter, if you would like to check out my live tweet of Avatar. Uh, you can find me, follow me at Twitter, Circle of Film, Letterbox, Circle of Film, Gmail, CircleOfFilm at gmail.com. You can find more episodes of the show at circleoffilm.com you, or iTunes. If you're on iTunes, uh, it means a lot if you rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Uh, they help a lot. Uh, if you'd like to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash circleoffilm. For as little as eight cents an episode, you can uh, support the show and um, make uh, push things closer to being able to do four or five or six or seven episodes a week. Uh, those are goals those are goals uh, in addition to many other things that you can uh, receive as a reward thank you for listening to today's episode it does mean a lot it does 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 mean a lot uh, and as always have a week so long farewell i'll be the same good night i know she'll never leave me even as she Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.